0: To worship. Here we are, Lord. And here we are, and we know what we're here for. We're here to worship God Almighty, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, God. How we love you, how we praise you, how we worship and adore you, and how we thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My beloved, to come with us now to our scripture reading for today. A very familiar scripture for this season of Thanksgiving coming up this week and the scriptures you hear during Thanksgiving and Advent will be familiar scriptures but they're always preached in a different way and they're a reminder of what the season is all about so always listen carefully doing this Advent season that begins on next Sunday. Our scripture for today is found in the letter of Paul to the church at Philippi. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 13. Philippians chapter 4. Verses 4 through 13. And as you're able, won't you stand out of reverence for God's holy word? Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 13. And listen now for the word of the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone because the Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. And the God of peace will be with you. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last you have revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned for me, Pastor Paul says, but had no opportunity to show it. But now that I am referring to being in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever I have, I know what it is to have little, and I know what it is to have plenty. And in any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being well fed, and of going hungry, of having plenty, and of being in need. because. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. And now I want you to pray with and for me. God, I come boldly before thy throne of grace. I come in need of your power and your strength. I come in need of your presence and your anointing. I pray, Lord, as you consecrate me now preach your word, that you will allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for, for you are my strength, and you are my redeemer. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray, let everybody say, Amen. Smile, smile, everybody, smile, amen. Say out loud, say, having that Jesus joy. That's what we're going to talk about today, the JJ, Jesus joy. I want to remind you or inform you that Pastor Paul is writing this letter to the Church of Philippi while he is in prison. And he says while in prison, suffering, he says, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always again, I say, rejoice. Now, this word, rejoice, is a powerful word. It's a powerful word. It's it's so powerful that many today just don't even realize how powerful it is. Because in the world today, as we see it, we have never seen the kind of anger and depression and anxiety and killing and disobedience. I tell you, I watch the news because I'm a pastor, and I must know what's going on in the world. And we are in need of transformation today. And I hope that all of us will realize just how powerful the word rejoice is by listening and digesting the scripture lesson for today. My dearly beloved, usually when we think of joy, we think of being happy. But I want you to realize that there is a difference between joy and happiness. Joy and happiness are very different. Or to say it another way, there is a difference between having joy and being happy. And since the word rejoice means to have joy over and over, we need to understand the difference between joy and happiness. So listen carefully. Happiness is a feeling. And feelings are transitory. They come and they go. But joy isn't attitude. It's all in our attitude. Let me repeat it. Let me repeat it. Happiness is a feeling, but joy is an attitude. Happiness is an emotional state of being, but joy is a spiritual state of being. Happiness depends upon what's happening around you, but joy does not depend upon what's happening around you, but rather joy depends on what's happening within your heart and your mind and your soul and your spirit. Happiness, in other words, is a way of feeling, but joy is a way of thinking and being. Now, Jesus is the only one who can give us JJ, Jesus, joy. And now, it's very important to our spiritual nature that we experience the difference between Jesus' joy and happiness, because when we find the joy of the Lord, then that joy stays with us no matter what. The real Jesus joy factor is something Nobody can take away. You can't buy it. You can't order it. You can't bargain for it. You can't borrow it. You can't copy it. You can't steal it. It's something you have to acquire for yourself. Can I get an amen? So this is our goal as Christians. As Christians, our goal is to get that Jesus joy. Because we want to be able to say, have you ever thought about in times much worse than these, where we see people falling apart and we wonder how they would have made it back in the day? You know, I can remember the signs they said, white and colored. I can remember when we go from Lubbock to Dallas and we had to take our own food because we weren't going to stop at a restaurant, and not know what they even put in our food. Plus, we couldn't go in the front door. I remember all kinds of things that were were going on, and people didn't have what we have today. And yet, they could sing and praise, and they can tell the world this joy What I remember most about us is that we were laughing and playing and talking and joking in the midst of all of that. Because this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. See, we depend on the world to make us feel good. Today, the world is cray-cray. More crazy than it's ever been. We got to have something else. This joy that I have. The world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it to me. And the world cannot take it away. Oh, we need to repeat that today. Uh, no matter what's going on in my life, the world cannot take my joy. I might be broke, I might be sick, I might be tired, lonely, sad, frustrated, need to lose some weight, I might need to go to the shop or whatever. But this is what I know. I know that the joy of the Lord is my strength. I know that in his presence, there is a fullness of joy. Oh, Jesus is real to me. So I can still have joy because every day with Jesus is just sweeter than the day before. I can still have joy because God is good and his mercies are new every morning. Lord, infuse me with your joy in such a time as this, that unspeakable joy. Oh, glory to God. And it was this this quality of joy. That Pastor Paul is urging us to have when he says, rejoice in the Lord. See, we rejoice in all this other stuff. He said, Rejoice in the Lord always. He said, and again, I say, rejoice. Now, now we have to notice that Pastor Paul just does not say rejoice, but he says, Rejoice in the Lord. So this brings us to one more difference between happiness and joy. Listen, happiness is rooted in external circumstances. Happiness is rooted in people and in things because as long as things are going good on the outside, If our bills are paid, if everybody's in love with us, if we can buy a new dress or go get a new car or or find a fine house that we can afford, we're happy. But happiness is not joy. I'm talking about Jesus' joy. Jesus' joy is rooted in a relationship with Jesus. Therefore, when we have genuine Jesus joy, nobody can take that away because it's rooted and grounded in the Lord. If it lives in our heart, if it lives in our mind, and if it lives in our soul and our spirit, it's something nobody can take away because it's J.J., Jesus Joy. You ought to ask some people when you get home, say, do you have J.J.? Well, beloved, Pastor Paul had a real and living relationship with Jesus. Remember now, Pastor Paul is writing this letter to us while he's in prison. Therefore, Pastor Paul can say to us, in prison. See, the word of God will always remind us that the test comes with how we respond to difficult situations. When we have everything we think we need, and of course, you can buy that because the devil owns the world. Hallelujah. So people in the world can look like from the outside they ought to be happy because they can have some things. I need to get an amen. But Paul is showing us that even from a prison cell, being locked down in a horrible situation, Paul can say to us, have no anxiety about anything. But in everything, by prayer and thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. Oh, do you see this in verse 6? Why would Pastor Paul say this? Mm. He says this because it makes no sense to have anxiety about anything when you know the Lord as the living, supernatural person that Jesus is. Do you know? I'm not talking about it. You heard about him. Or somebody told you about him. Do you do you know him for yourself? Child of God, child of God. Depression and anxiety are just running rampant today. Anger, jealousy. have a child, God, do you realize that most of the things that we are anxious and worried about only need some faith in God and some prayer? Studies say that the average person's anxiety is about 40% of the things that will never even happen. 30% on things that have already happened, you can't do nothing about it. 12% on criticism of others Uh, That are usually untrue. Don't worry about what people say about you. Worry about what God says about you. And only 8%, only 8% of real problems that we must face in life. Isn't that something? The definition of fear is false evidence appearing real. Remember when you were on your way to the airport and the traffic was heavier than you thought it would be and you were getting to, so anxious about missing your plane that you start sweating and then you start praying? And then, and then when you get to the pl- airport, when you get up to the gate, the plane's been delayed back in Texas. And you got two extra hours to wait. Have you ever been so anxious about taking a test that you started praying for more time because you knew you weren't ready to take the test? And then when you got to school, the teacher had called in sick and delayed the test for a later time. Do you understand what I'm talking about? The Bible teaches us not to worry about it. Look around somewhere do say, don't, don't worry about it. The Bible teaches us not to fret, not to be anxious about anything. Why? Why does it teach us that? Because the Bible says all things, all things work. They're working. All things work together for good, not for everybody but for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. We must love Jesus, the Christ, because when we love the Lord, we are given that Jesus joy. Oh, glory to God. Listen, listen, I'm going to repeat this. Pastor Paul, the apostle, the pastor, is sitting in a jail cell. Don't talk about people in jail. Because God can use anybody anywhere. Most of the people that he called out had all kind of problems. (laughs) But he fixed it. And he used them to his glory. Listen, may I repeat, Paul the Apostle is sitting in a jail cell while writing this letter to the church. Can you imagine that? He, he, He could write it because he knew what he was talking about. And so in jail He writes. He says,
1: and
0: I know something else. He said, and the peace, good God Almighty, and the peace of God which passes. All understanding the peace of God does not make sense to your family, to your friends, or to the world. How in the world could she be at peace? How in the world could he be at peace with all the trouble I know they find themselves in? I'm talking about the peace. The peace of God, which passes all understanding. God's peace don't make sense the folk who ain't saved, that peace will keep your mind, your heart, and your spirit in Christ Jesus. And so the reason why we can have the peace that passes all understanding is because we have refused to have anxiety and fear. The Bible teaches us that God will not give us a spirit of fear. And if God didn't give it to us, guess who did? God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. The Bible teaches us that God gives us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Christians don't go around acting crazy. Somebody need to help me up in here because even if you do, Jesus will find a way to get to you to calm you down. I just know what I'm talking about. Girl, what's wrong with you? Why are you acting like that? Have you forgot whose child you are? I sent my daughter a bracelet the other day, and it said, when the world overwhelms you, don't forget whose daughter you are and straighten up your crown. That's what Jesus says to us. Don't forget whose child you are. Get yourself together. We have a choice whether to be full of anxiety and fear, full of peace, assurance, and contentment. Because, praise God, there is a choice that we can make. The choice is who we worship the devil, people or Jesus. We must choose to have joy and peace and not worry and anxiety in our lives. Because when we choose Jesus, everything in us changes. Oh, God. As a person believes or thinks, so it is. So Jesus will change the way we think and the way we act. Whatsoever things are true, this is what Pastor Paul told the people. Listen, I'm going to tell you what to think about. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honorable, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are gracious. If there is any excellence, oh, we ought to worship and praise the Lord with a sense of holy excellence. Don't give your job excellence if you haven't given your commitment to the Lord excellence. Because if there's anything worthy of praise, he tells us what we're supposed to do. He says, think upon these things. Think upon these things things. And listen, and listen, and listen. I'm not talking about the power of positive thinking. I'm not, I'm not talking about the power of positive thinking. I'm talking about the power of God thinking. And so the way you think is only the light switch, but if, if God who supplies the power, so best positive thinking is like flipping a white, light switch on and don't nothing happen. Negative thinking is like flipping the light switch off, but it makes no difference if the light is off or if there is no, because there is no power there. Oh, but thanks be to God. God is our power source. Gives us the strength and the power to face all and everything. Why? Because all things are working for our good. Even when we can't feel it or see it. Oh, thanks be to God. God is our power source. Stop going to people. Stop going to everybody else before you go to God. Go to God. God never has a power shortage. God never has an overload. God never has a burnout. God's lines are never down. God never blows a fuse. God never has a short circuit. God always has power. He's a sovereign God. He has all power. There is. In the world, he can do whatever he wants to do, however he wants to do it. He doesn't need permission from nobody. He don't need advice from nobody. He's God, all by himself. He's God. He controls the heavens and the earth. He's God. Oh God! Listen, when I think God is able. When I'm in a mess and I say, but God is able. I can't do this, God. But God, you able. Then he shows me. When I think God will provide, then he shows me. When I think that God is always good, then he shows me. God is good all the time. Hallelujah, don't you forget it. In verse 11, Pastor Paul says, I like this, he says, I have learned. I am a person, I, I love learning new things. I, I really do, I get real excited. Um, I go now to the internet, it's a place called Udemy, where you can just learn all kinds of things. And here, Paul is clarifying something for us about being a Christian. He says, I have learned. What are we learning about being a Christian? Are we still stuck in the past? He says, I've learned in whatever state I'm in. He said, I've learned to be content. Now, that's deep right there. I've learned to be content. That's why God will give you problems over and over and over and over until you get it. Because you're learning. Be a fast learner. Be an open learner. Be somebody who loves to learn because God is always teaching us. Beloved, did you hear that? We can learn to be content he goes on to say, I know how to be in need. I know how to be in plenty. And in any and all circumstances, he says, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and facing little. He said, glory to God, I have learned. Oh, dear ones, do you want to know the secret? You want to know the secret of being able to have Jesus' joy through all situations? Well, let me tell you, if you live your life centered, centered on Jesus, we depend on so many other things today except Jesus. If you live your life centered on. Jesus, then life itself will teach you. I cannot tell you how many things I've been through in my life that I thought I wouldn't make it through. Life has taught me. How did it teach me? I'm still here. Those things in the past that I thought would kill me, God showed me, because I'm still here. Those things in life I thought I couldn't take another minute of. Oh, God, I can't take it. It's too much. He showed me, I'm still here. I can remember when the doctor says, There's nothing else we can do. When I was in the hospital for 16 days, came out of the hospital with a severe hospital infection. And I looked at the doctor and I said, you look real smart now. I'm gonna tell you what the Lord's telling me to tell you. Said, God is telling me, you do your part. And God, God will do the rest. He showed me. I'm still here. I've learned through many trials and tribulations. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I have learned to trust in God. Oh, my God. At this age, things don't bother me like they did in the 20s. Shouldn't bother you like you were in the 20s either. Or the 30s, or the 40s, or the 50s, the 60s, and now the 70s. God is real. If you love him with all of your heart, if he is the center of your life, he'll always make a way out of no way because he's God. And so, beloved, God has given us the power to change our lives by receiving Jesus as the Lord of our lives. Because Jesus can. See, you'll be asking people to do stuff. They can't do it. What? (sighs) One, they can't do it. The other one, if they can do it, they don't want to do it. People are like that. It's just how people are. That's why we need Jesus. But God, God's grace and his mercy. God, oh, he will change our lives with Jesus' joy. Or oh, we can believe we can wake up in the morning with that attitude I I've told us to do for all the time I've been here, That that wake up in the morning and say, This is, what? This is the day that the Lord has made. And what you're going to do? I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Say something good is going to happen to me this very day. Say all is well. With my soul. Say anyway. You bless me Lord. I will be. Satisfied. Say I am more. Than a conqueror. Because Jesus Christ. Is the head. Of my life. Say I know. That all night. And all day. Angels are watching over me and my children. Oh, remember today, beloved. Remember who you are. You are a child of God. And so during this Thanksgiving holiday season and forevermore above all things and above all the food, Give praise and adoration and love and love to the man named Jesus. And here's here's my testimony. It's my testimony. When I get down and out when troubles and trials and worry and anxiety and fear and loneliness, when the whole world seems to be falling apart, I take a time out. I say, help me, Jesus. I need your help me. Help me, Lord, help me. And in my time out, he, he comes and he, and he walks with me. And he talks with me. And he tells me that I am his own. oh, and the joy we share. As we tarry there, none other has ever known. Dear ones, make Jesus the center of your life. And all other things will fall into place. Remember that old song? Jesus.
1: Jesus, you are the center of my joy.
0: All that's good and perfect comes from you. You You're the heart of my contentment. You're the hope for all I do.
1: Jesus. Jesus You're the center of the world <laughs> my joy You are a laughter that shatters all my. Joe!
0: We say all that we think, the way we act. This joy, this joy, this joy, this joy. You're the center. Everybody who knows him has a testimony that this. God's order of things, we invite you, after receiving so much, to give. We invite you to give. Those of you who are in the sanctuary, prepare to give. Receive
1: a word
0: from the Lord don't ever receive help from the Lord that we receive every single day and not give to God and so we invite you to give in your own way there are very many options and ways opportunities to give congregation God says let my storehouse be full
1: oh God we love you
0: and so we thank you for your giving we thank those of you who mail in your giving and those of you who send your giving over the internet we thank those of you who are on in the automatic giving uh, apparatus here. That's what I do. It just comes out automatically every month. The amount I say. So I can't forget because I don't want to forget. Many ways to most what you want most that's how you show him that you love him he gives to you give back it's his anyway and we thank you and now as we prepare to leave this anointed service we brought in that we don't need to be carrying that we leave it here because God is able he's able give it to him and leave today with a sense of, of joy the joy of the Lord strength, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Won't you stand as we sing? And as you go, may the Lord be with you. As you go, may the Lord hold you. lord bless you and keep you the lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you the lord turn his face toward you and give you peace in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit let the